0: 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Live from London, this is the Sunday Lunch with Khalil Rouse on Teachers Talk Radio.
1: Good afternoon. The time is 1 pm on Sunday, the 5th of June, and you're tuned in to the Sunday Lunch Show with me, Khalil Rouse, on Teachers Talk Radio half term is drawing to a close but don't worry as today we are back with another instalment of Pastoral CPD to brighten up your last day. We'll be talking about zero tolerance and I'll be discussing whether the term is ever appropriate in a school setting or is it something that we should be banishing to never return. Live from London. This is the Sunday Lunch
0: with Khalil Rouse on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live on the Podbean app or desktop player. Just head over to www.podbean.com/lsw/ttradio or search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag #ttradio.
1: Oh, it's been a it's been a while since I've been on the airwaves. It's been an absolute while. I've missed it. And I always say this every time I've taken a little bit of a break. I always say I miss it. And I do. Um, in today's show, as I said in the introduction, eventually, and I say eventually because you know me, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it to start with because I like to talk about random stuff to begin with. But eventually, we'll be talking about this zero tolerance. And it just kind of came to my mind recently. I think I read a couple of tweets and I think, I think, okay, I was looking at um, someone posted a tweet asking about what do they want from their ideal school, I think it was. And I remember reading someone wrote something like zero tolerance um, for, I think they use example of rudeness towards stuff. And I read that and my brain started to mull over thinking, is zero tolerance a word you meant? Is zero tolerance the approach we're we're after? And is rudeness to stuff something that we need literally zero tolerance for? And it all depends on definitions and make sure we're on the same page. So we're gonna get into that a little bit later. As always, we're gonna make sure we have to define our terms um, before we do. Those so of you are joining into the studio, welcome um like i say let me let me know your highlights of this kind of half term what have you been up to let's share some positivity because today is a is a i say bittersweet i feel like it's i feel like there's no sweet (laughs) i feel like it might just be mainly bitter um because it's the end it's the end of it's the end of the half term man it's a shame those who join the studio just 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 have a moment with me like it's the end of the half term i hope everyone's had a good break but i'm looking for a sound effect that can depict how I feel at the moment and I think I'd go with a yeah I don't I'll boo it I will boo it because the week's never long enough every half term should be two weeks um in my opinion and then I'll take the I'll take the few days I'll take the few weeks off at summer if I can just keep having two weeks off in a half term don't know how you guys feel about that but what was your highlight what did you get up to this half term hopefully you didn't work at all and if you did work, I hope it was absolutely necessary and was done in a good quantity to maintain some semblance of a work-life balance because we deserve it, we deserve it. We work hard enough in term time, we work hard enough hours. Some people work on the weekends when they get home and everything else. So you deserve the time off. Talking of time off, wouldn't it be great if we could have so much time off and then be able to go on holiday for just affordable prices? Wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that just be magical? wouldn't that be just the greatest thing imagine 13 weeks off and then in those 13 weeks you just go abroad for affordable prices that would be the dream i think that is the dream welcome tommy tscw some relatives and relatives some what's the word i want oh what's the word i'm looking for when someone just keeps coming back tscw is a something not a relative karma what i'm thinking of but the uh, Wow, I've lost all my language. See what happens when I don't talk to kids for a long amount of time and I've lose all my kind of brain cells and ability to just speak clearly. Um, Either way, that was poor. So I was tweeting about it today because we're planning on going away. I don't know about you guys, going away in the summer. And then when you look at these prices, don't ever do it. But I know people have. When you look at the holiday and you look at the date and you change the date, you look at the date in May, you look at the date in June, you look at the date in July, then you look at the date in August, and you see the exact same holiday for the exact same, like exact same hotel, same length of stay, same transport, and they just, they just wreck, they just lumped on an extra five, six hundred pound, and it's just rude. It's, it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to the career. It's disrespectful to to teachers. It's disrespectful to anyone that needs those breaks. Um, So I was tweeting about how there is discount for teachers. Blah 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 blah. And I did some little bit of market research, and I realised because I didn't think there were any discounts on holidays, but there are. There are some discounts for teachers on their holidays. So if you want to have a look at them, please do. But trigger warning: you're not looking at any more than about fifty pound per person in terms of the discount which is hardly a discount when the holiday costs five, 600 pound more. So mm, I think they need to just expand this a little bit because it's rude. Paying over a thousand pounds for a holiday that could have cost us five, 600. It always makes you question, is it worth it? I remember I was tweeting a little while ago, are these holidays worth it when you wear everything up? I still think yes, because I love the time off, but it'll be even better if I could just jet away to somewhere warmer than um, the South of England and, sun my skin for five, 600 pound. Like everyone that's not a teacher. That's what I'd love. Don't know about you guys in the room. I hope, I'm assuming you guys agree. T-A-C-W, Tommy, Kat. I don't recognize your name, Kat. Nice to see you in the studio. Thank you for joining later on. I mean, we will be talking about zero tolerance, but for now, I'm just going on my ramblings. I want to hear about people's half-term highlights. What did you get up to? What are you doing with your last day of, I would call it freedom, last day of being kid-free, unless you've got your own children, more student-free, pupil-free. What are you doing for your last day to just make sure you can go into the the last half term as refreshed as possible? I thought the last half, the most, the most recent half term flew by personally. We had some, it ended really kind of like sad for me. We had a we had a um a bereavement in school, and that was that rocked me. I know Tommy's a DSL, um, like me. I don't know how many other people in the room uh, or listening in at DSLs or yeah, I'll, I'll say it all just head working in pastoral, deep in the pastoral world. And I don't know how many people have experienced something as sad as a bereavement in school from her, like a student, a loss of a student. So we had that in school towards the end of half term. So that meant the half term ended in the most like traumatic way possible. And I don't even wanna talk about it because if I talk about it, I'll get, emo- <laughs> I'll get emotional again. Um, but it was, it was tough, man. It was very, very tough. And welcome Seema. It was very, very tough. It was probably the hardest, how many days? Probably about, it was about a week, Hardest two weeks of my career to date. And I've been teaching for what, 10 years, DSL for now three. That was the hardest week of my career in terms of emotionally, it was tough. Um, Thank you, TSCW. Yeah, it's like, I don't wanna get into it, but the more I want part of this, I feel like this might be like my therapy. People are telling me to go to make sure I get some supervision, some counseling and talk about it to make sure I've actually fully processed things and what what better way than an unfiltered platform on Podbeam for an hour and a half? <laughs> but yeah, so it's the commute we did. TSCW said it is horrible and the community had we did massively, we pulled together and then the healing process, everyone just takes their own amount of time, don't they? Some people, well, you don't know how long people heal. They've got the outward manifestations of art, their inverted commas healed, but you never know. And I think we're gonna be struggling with this for a while. And I think there'll be triggers for a while. Um the kid was the kid was year eight, man. Um, like it's nuts. Absolutely, you can't even imagine. Um, And let me, yeah, let me move on. But I had to, I think I had to, and the more I speak about it, the more I feel like I'm getting stuff off my chest and weight off my shoulders. And I've done, my parents and my partner have been amazing. And obviously my school's been supportive. It's not just about me, obviously, but as you can imagine being a DSL, you take on, you're the sponge, aren't you, Um, for emotional trauma. So then you just, you just put yourself in the front line. It's part of the job. Like if if there's a kid that's having a hard time, they call the DSL, do you know what I mean? As, as a first port of call. So I had to take on a whole bunch of trauma, um, my own plus those of the kids that were the mates with the, the boy that passed, so on and so forth. So it's been flipping difficult, flipping difficult. But yeah, Tommy said in the chat, yeah, awful. Have been very close to students recently, but thankfully not something bad experience. Yeah, I hope you never have to do it, mate, fully. I fully hope. Um, and then Seema says, great, great, you talk about it. Yeah, and I think it is, I have to talk about it. If I, cause just, I feel like this is literally what I say to my kids. When, do you know when those kids come to you and they've been through a traumatic experience and you're telling them the best way, cause obviously they they resort to what? Self-harm sometimes, they resort to lashing out, they resort to outward displays of emotional dysregulation and suicidal ideation, all these things they resort to. And I always tell them, I said the first, the most, the most kind of like the best way to deal with your trauma is to speak and to let things out, to let things off your chest and to process and to be in control of your feelings. Don't let your feelings be in control of you because that's when it gets overbearing. That's when you feel like you can't cope. That's when you resort to more extreme methods or self-harm, et cetera. So I say all this to kids on a daily basis. I have to make sure I practice what I preach um, because yeah, I've I've been through, well, the whole community has been through it, but obviously me and the other pastoral team and whoever else dealt with it firsthand, it's been mad. So, yeah, on that, we'll move from that because that's a sad note. Those just joined. I was just talking about how my half term has been. It ended very dramatically. But hopefully this half term will be a more, well, we'll do as best as possible to make it as positive as possible. Um, what was your highlight? If you just joined the room, thank you. What was your highlight of the half term? What did you get up to? What are your plans for the, the Sunday, the last day of being pupil free? Um, what else have I been talking about on Twitter recently? What's been catching my eye? Oh, the Queen's, I could, how could I forget the Jubilee? I did absolutely nothing for it. Um, I don't know about you guys, whether you use an excuse to do nothing or whether you went out and using an excuse to do something. That was relatively fun. Maybe you guys celebrated it. More power to you. Um, I'm not here to cast any kind of, I'm not putting my own opinion on it about the Jubilee and the monarchy and everything else. People celebrate if they want to celebrate. People don't want to celebrate if they don't want to celebrate. That's been going on what else has been happening oh yes i read a tweet that tickled me did you see the there was a tweet that someone sent out not a teacher and they would they the tweet read something like oh uh, hey i skimmed your tweet and i saw some words i recognize anyway here's my opinion on what i imagine you said and that tweet absolutely blew up and i said that's a, that sounds like the same as when kids read their exam questions you know those english or history exam questions and the kids have just skimmed the exam question, saw some words they recognized and then just written their opinion on what they thought the exam question had said. And I feel like that's, that was, that's rife in English and history um, from my own experience when I used to read exam scripts and just like, you ain't even read this question, mate. They just write what they want to write and they bowl out of the exam be like, yep, easy peasy, nailed it. And I found that very, 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 very interesting, very, very funny. Um, I do watch Stranger Things. I'm not gonna spoil it. Anyone in the studio watch Stranger Things. If you haven't watched Stranger Things, I very much advise you to watch it. If you like, well, how do I describe it? Uh, gri- mm, gripping, gripping. Uh, it's not. It's like. It's like. It's not horror, but it's. It's trying to be a bit chilling. It's a bit gory. Um, I'm a massive fan, but I know it can probably split people a bit, like Marmite. Um, Very much recommend, yeah, TSCW said, she hasn't started the new one. I finished Stranger Things 4, I binge watched it over the half-term break because my partner doesn't want anything to do with it. And you know how beautiful it is when you get to watch a series without anyone else watching that same series, because then you have unfiltered access and they can't complain. (laughs) So I was just watching it on my phone whenever she would go to sleep or whatever else, I was just watching it. Binge watch Stranger Things 4. I very much recommend it if you've watched Stranger Things and this one is just as good. Um, just as just as good. Ah, Tommy, there's is there more le- there more episodes to come out? Tommy just said in the chat that he finished it last night. Until the last two episodes come out, I did wonder because it ended on like a cliff, like a bit of a cliffhanger. That I wasn't sure if it was over. So I don't know, but there was a like ah, uh, I want to Tommy, we need to we need to have a conversation. <laughs> we, need, we need to talk about it because I spoke my brother. Uh, my brother was watching it, and then me and him and I started having a big conversation about it because the twist of all twists was very twisty. Um, and, it, and it caught me by surprise. So I very much recommend it. If you've seen Stranger Things, have you seen the first series, second series, whatever else, and you haven't got around to watching Stranger Things four, please do. It's very, very, very much worth it, in my opinion. If that's your, if that's your cup of tea. And the final thing I've been talking about recently, oh, TSCW's come back. <laughs> TSCW said you're making me shelve my day to do this now. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not listen. I think you can get through it, what is it, an hour and a bit per episode. I think it's seven. Tommy, how many episodes was it? I think it was seven. Seven episodes, I think. Um, do the maths. That's only like 11 and a half hours or something like that. Um, that's enough time. If you start after the show, you can get through a lot of them by bedtime and then you'll feel like you've had a very productive day. That's what I think, anyway. And the problem is, I warn you now, you know what Stranger Things is like. If you actually start it, every ep- every episode ends on a on a what happens next. So you gotta commit. You gotta you gotta commit for the long haul, and you gotta ignore everyone else. But I do recommend like get it get it started. TACW. I recommend it. It's very very good, very very good. And they, they've all grown up as well. It's all weird. Like they're all old and teenagery, and yeah, I feel like I've grown up with them. I feel like they're my kids. I feel like I've grown up with them. They're all, but they're still making stupid decisions. Like, I don't understand. If I were in these films, if I was in these Stranger Things episodes, these episodes would last about 10 minutes because I'd hear a strange noise and I'd be out of there. I'd be gone. Who's going on a bike to go chase a random noise or a, or a monster? I'd be gone. Episode done. I'd be off. See me, I'd be leaving Hawkins and I'd be off to go live somewhere else because I'm not staying there. But all these kids, they go chase their chase their nonsense. I can't. I can't, I can't. It's not for me, boy. It is not for me at all. I always find it funny when kids do that, man. Strange noise, and they go, oh, let's go check it out. No, check what out? I'd be gone. Um, Sorry, I feel like you might be able to hear my son on the background, that's that's his real life. One second. That is literally him, one second. This is how you know you're on live radio. So that was my monitor, and the monitor's obviously transmitting from my little one who's now being forced to go to sleep during the show. So I apologize if you heard him singing about the wheels and a bus going round and round, or something to that extent. Cool. Let's get into the actual main part of the show then. So the main part of the show was about zero tolerance. And I always like to define my terms to make sure we're all on the same page. Otherwise we end up talking about zero tolerance and it means one thing to me and another thing to you and another thing to the next person, whatever else. So if you can, when you, and I tweeted it out, Do you know what I send all these tweets out trying to get, some kind of material for the show. Whenever i send a tweet out deliberately for the show, it just gets met with crickets and tumbleweed. And then when I send a random tweet that's got nothing to do with anything, then it gets loads of interest and it really annoys me. I don't know how many of you find the same thing. So I sent a tweet out just asking people, when you hear zero tolerance in a school context, welcome to the people coming into the studio. When you hear zero tolerance in a school context, what does it mean to you? Because I did some Googling and, I, and I, when I search on Google, it sounds very, very, I mean, a word is very, very strict, very, very strict. And sounds like it's obviously a, it's a term that comes from law, essentially. So when you hear it in a school context, what does it mean to you? Because the dictionary definition is a little bit chilling, a little bit chilling. So when you look at the dictionary definition, when you Google it and you ask, what does zero tolerance mean? It defines it as a policy of giving the most severe punishment possible to every person who commits a crime or breaks a rule the most severe punishment possible to every person who commits a crime or breaks a rule. Why is that even, sorry to be unbiased here and you'll realize where, where I stand on this very, very quickly. But why is any phrase that has that definition even been used in schools? Like <laughs> when you read this definition, the other one has said, another definition says, yeah, um, refusal to accept antisocial behavior, typically by strict or uncompromising application of the law no like strict no like no excuses uncompromising when you hear that that's how zero tolerance is defined on the net it just straight away makes you think why who looked at that definition and thought yeah that looks like a good thing to to bring into my school with kids that seems like the the right approach to use let's look for the most severe punishment for everyone that breaks the rule let's look for that that sounds appropriate like just doesn't I don't know how, to listen, maybe obviously I'm biased and you'll, you'll hear what I said, I'd love to hear from someone who is pro zero tolerance. Um, So if you know it, well, I say if you know anyone, if you're listening and you are pro and you think there's a time and a place for zero tolerance, then please let me know. And I will put my two cents into it as well, of course. But this is not just about me. This is a live call-in show. So if at any point you do want to call in or you want to disagree, agree, you want to vent, you want to just say, hi, I don't mind. I've not got any scheduled callers for the rest of the show. I say the rest for the show so at any point if you do want to take pity on me then please do call in but i'll be throwing my two pence i've got some articles on it as well so same so i think, but that's that's zero tolerance so let's look at the definition for zero tolerance in schools then um what does it mean to you is it is it still about most severe punishment possible for every person that commits a crime so i'm going to talk about zero tolerance being essentially if you have a zero tolerance incident you're talking about Sank, severe sanctions which in a school context we're talking from i'd say internal exclusion up to permanent exclusion i think but the, I, I think now nah, let's just go with you know what, let's go for immediate detentions up until permanent exclusion i think if you have a zero i think if you have a zero tolerance policy it is likely that the sanctions will range from an immediate detention of some sort maybe like an hour after school up to exclusions whether they're internal external or whatever or manage moves all that kind of stuff that's what i'm going to talk about being zero tolerance approach if you guys agree let me know if you disagree let me know but i think if you have a zero tolerance to x then that means if they commit x then they will get either a detention internal exclusion external fixed term exclusion or worse that's the definition we're going for so my question to you to start with, and again, please, please type in the chat so I can I can see how you what you guys think on it. Is there room for zero tolerance in schools? Is there room for zero tolerance in schools? Is are there situations where you agree, do you know what? Yes, zero tolerance is the correct approach. Is a correct approach to this incident? What comes to mind? Where is there and what kind of instance are there where you're thinking, no, 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 no excuses. We're not gonna compromise if you commit this. I don't use offense, I hate that. If you break this code of our behavior policy, then regardless of circumstance, regardless of context, regardless of whatever, then you must be met with a sanction that is somewhere from detention up until some form of exclusion. Is it ever appropriate? What comes to mind? Yeah, so, right, so TSCW said that it's impossible for most things unless a child is carrying a blade or supplying drugs. So TSCW has said when when she thinks of zero tolerance, the, the things that come to mind is a child that brings a knife into school um, or a child, not. so I noticed that you're saying supplying drugs, not even bringing in drugs. Sorry, not, not even just bringing in drugs, so I presume what you're saying, if I read between the lines, if they brought drugs into school, then maybe that's not zero tolerance. But if they supply drugs in school, so selling them, giving them to other people, that would mu- that must be zero tolerance. There is no excuse. There's nothing the child could say or do or have in their context, their context or their background or whatever that would make you think, ah, nah, no, do you know what? We can't apply this, the, the sanction in this case. So for TSCW, she's saying carrying a blade or supplying drugs. What do you guys think? Anything else in addition to that? Where you think, yeah, if they do this, well, now they gotta be, they gotta be in a detention, or they gotta be excluded, they've gotta be fixed term, they've gotta be permanently expelled, for example. No excuses, no adjustments. These are the, when I was tweeting about it, so I started a big old thread, he was me typing a thread, hoping it was going to blow up. You know those threads that end up getting loads of views. <laughs> Mine got a lot of views, but no, 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 no engagement. It's deep. I felt hard. like it took me ages. I put a lot of time to this, and the more time I put into, it, the more invested I was into. It, I was like, ah, when I press send, let's hope it gets a whole bunch of um, feedback. Can I be that person that makes that thread that then gets loads of retweets and quote tweets? And it didn't happen. It didn't. It, did, it didn't happen. It was deep. Um, so, yeah, it didn't happen. So, oh, TSCW's continued, saying, um, some kids have empty-ish grinders, so we're talking about, well, usually tobacco or marijuana grinders on them, which would be a PEX, so that's a permanent exclusion under a zero tolerance for drugs. And then it says, which seems unfair as they come from houses where weed smoking is normalized. Indeed. So, yeah, that's the thing. It's all about, it's all nuance, isn't it? It's all nuance, it's all content specific. So we're thinking if a kid, for you for you guys listening, if a kid brought in a grinder in their bag that had some weed remnants in it, they weren't seen to kind of use the weed, rem, like they weren't seen to actually be walking, they weren't walking down the corridor just grinding up some ganj Like they weren't, they weren't doing that down the corridor. It was in the bag for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe you smelt it, found them on it, found them, found it on them. Is that a zero tolerance? No excuses, you gotta go, you brought drugs into school. So the question then becomes, is bringing drugs into school something that we should meet with zero tolerance? That's that's then the question, is it? Let me know what you think. Um, yeah, so then TSW has gone on saying, if they have multiple bags, then they're putting the health and safety of others at risk and committing an offense, they would have to go. Indeed, but then also bringing drugs into a into school Well well any well, weed is a is an offence, isn't it? Ah, it's tough. My instinct tells me they need to be met with some form of some form of sanction. Does it need to be a pex? Does zero tolerance mean you have to pex them? Is the other question. I don't think it does, but who knows? I feel like zero tolerance needs to be some form. Of me. Like I said, I'm going from detentions upwards. So part of me saying, yeah, if, if we're spanning from detentions up to PECs, somewhere between them, then yeah, I think we still need to have a zero tolerance on drugs bringing into school. That was one of the ones that I said is a zero tolerance, not necessarily PECs, but zero tolerance meaning that it has to be met with some form of harsh sanction from in some form of exclusion, whether it's internal, external, some form of exclusion needs to happen regardless of context. I put bringing drugs onto my list. Does it make your list is a question. Um, yeah, so Seema said, that's the problem with policies. It's process-driven rather than considering context. Exactly, exactly. And I think the best, if I'm honest, Seema, the best policies are ones that explicitly state that the policy will be a well in an ideal like not in this phrasing because this is poorly phrased, but in an ideal world the policy will be applied consistently. However, we always make any reason adjustments based on the nuances or the specific context of the incident. That should be part of the policy, in my opinion. Because you should own it. There's no point having a policy saying now, nah, zero tolerance. If you bring them in, excluded. Bam. Um, I think everything should be caveated in a nice, succinct way to say we do take in, this is kind of like, these are guidelines, but we do take into account the specifics of the context, the nuances of of the child's circumstances and whatever else surrounding the incident. That should be part of the policy because that's real life. That's what happens. So you need to own it in your policy. I don't write policies, but if I did, they'd probably be the best policies in the world. (laughs) What's that? Carlsberg. I think it's Carlsberg if Carlsberg didn't make something like that I don't know it wouldn't be the best policy in the world I'm only I'm just I hope I'll just try to make people laugh um so either way so let's let's expand the list so are we agreeing people listening that weapons into school zero tolerance there can never be any excuses whatsoever no context can ever prevent someone that brings weapons into school from being excluded to a certain extent whether that's fixed term or permanently, do you agree about weapons? And the second one is bringing drugs into school, is must that be zero tolerance as well? No excuse, no context taken into consideration, no adjustments. Next on my list of zero tolerance is anything from sexual harassment up to sexual assault, up to worse, in that sphere of sexual indecency, sexual impropriety, blah, 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 blah. For me, I feel like that should be zero tolerance. I can't think of a situation where there was sexual harassment, which in and of itself, in a definition means ongoing, without consent, behavior of a sexual nature, that made, that had well, blah, 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 blah. Those are, you know, the definition. So we're talking about, on. it's already ongoing. There's already no consent. It's already behavior of a sexual nature. Um, it's already, yeah. So as soon as you have that definition of sexual harassment, and if it's been if the person has therefore committed acts of sexual harassment i can't think of anything that would make me adjust the sanction if the sanction's exclusion upwards whether that's fixed term up to perm do I'm shortening perm like i'm cool i'm not cool fixed term up to permanent i can't think of an excuse sorry i can't think of anything that i would i would make adjustments for let me know what you think. Is that For me, it's zero tolerance. Let me know if you agree or disagree. Um, let me know if you agree or disagree. TSCW's come back and talking about knives and weapons. TSCW says it's too dangerous um, not to PEX for knives. We'll look for a No Knives, Better Lives course and pecs unless something really, really um, nuanced to it and then placed in another school. Yeah. So well, yeah. In our so that's the thing. I've been involved. I've known of kids that have brought a knife into school, um, and then they weren't permanently excluded, but they were managed moved. I've known of that, and they were managed moved with like absolute transparency, because when you when you took when you when you went back into the actual context, uh, I can't remember. What the, I can't remember what it was. It was a while ago. But it was something to do with a family setup, and it was a no, it was normal behaviour in their family for people to care. It wasn't like a blade, like a like a zombie knife or anything. Obviously, let me not be like, let me not be that person who says, oh, it's only a little knife, only a little knife. No, 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 no. It wasn't a zombie knife, but at the same time, it was a, I think it was like a pocket knife, pen knife, that kind of thing. Could easily do some damage, of course. Well, everything could do some damage. And I think from what I remember, it was something to do with it was, this was in a previous school, something to do with it was normal in their family to carry it for protection. They'd come over, from, a, from a place overseas and blah, 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 blah. That had happened. And from what I remember, something like that. And in that situation, they weren't permanently... They, I think that the the member of staff that I was dealing with, I think was the principal at the time, um, well, must have been the principal at the time, spoke to their seniors and got some advice. And they were saying, right, you know what? All things considered, they didn't picks but they did manage MOVE. And the school that they moved to, obviously took the student on with full transparency. So that was non—that was a non-pex, but obviously it was still zero tolerance. We said, no, nah, you can't come back into school. Like you just can't, because we can't ever have someone who did bring something into school, like a knife or a weapon. And then we give them another chance and then do it again. And then the worst things happens. That is, <laughs> woo, no chance. Um, so yeah, so that's that's the thing about the knives. And now I was talking about sexual harassment. For me, zero tolerance. Agree or disagree, I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, but for me, sexual harassment, sexual assault, anything of that nature i can't think of a reason why i would make a, make an adjustment another one on my list um is i've put racism slash discrimination tell me what you guys think so if someone is racist regardless of context regardless of their own even like i don't know let's use Sen for an example here what do you think about someone who's clearly got an educational, an additional educational need? Maybe they've even got an EHCP. And then they've been, I know not all EHCPs have anything to do with um, there are interactions socially, but let's just say, I don't know, they have an educational need that influences how they interact with people. And that child was racist. Do you still adopt the zero tolerance, which means you must meet that with some form of in exclusion from whether it's internal up to perm or can you make a reasonable adjustment and say you know what we won't exclude you internally or externally i mean i've been back and forth part of me no most of me says i don't want to make any adjustments for racism but i keep thinking of real real nuanced (laughs) situations where i'm thinking I, I think even like unkindness, swearing, rudeness to staff, if that's what they're doing, then cool. But I feel like racism, like deliberate racism is in a category of its own. And regardless of the child's needs, I'm saying this, I'm thinking as I'm saying this, regardless of the child's needs, regardless of the child's circumstance, I don't think you can make an adjustment karen welcome great to see you karen i'm asking the question those that just joined i'm asking the question we're talking about zero tolerance and currently i'm giving circumstances that i think in my humble opinion should be met with zero tolerance and i've defined zero tolerance as being let let's just go with exclusion. so we're talking internal exclusion up to permanent somewhere on that spectrum so far we've said well i've said with the help of tscw that bringing knives or weapons into school should be something with zero met with zero tolerance so we take we make never make any adjustments we never allow for any excuses we never we never adjust for specific context if they bring a weapon into school they must be met with some form of exclusion i then said bringing drugs into school and i didn't get much feedback from the room so i'm just going to go with it (laughs) i've gone for bringing drugs into school is zero tolerance so we're saying should be met with some form of exclusion somewhere from Internal, all the way up to perm, somewhere up to that point, no adjustment made, no context needed, no context taken into account. Like ignore all that. In the actual fact, if you do it, you gotta, you gotta be met with a harsh sanction. Now I'm asking the question. I'm then asking the question about racism. So the question then becomes: If someone is racist in school, is there ever a situation, or a context, or a child-specific need? or anything that you would make you think, you know what? <sighs> now nah, we can adjust, we'd have to adjust the policy reasonably. They've got an additional need. Yeah, we know they've been racist, but they've got, they got needs. So we, well, maybe we won't exclude them. What do we think about that? So yeah, all right. So we're we going for, so um, what have we got? So TSCW said they need the FTE for racism. So that's zero tolerance. They should be fixed and excluded for racism. Regardless, I know I've dealt in, I've been in schools where racism has been FTE, but racism has also been internal. So I've been in schools where that's the case. It's kind of on a spectrum. It's not as black and white, <laughs> pun not intended. <laughs> um, it's not as cut and dry as all racism is FTE. I've been in schools where depending on the context, it's either FTE or internal. Um, Karen's obviously added, yeah, I spoke about sexual, I spoke about sexual abuse, sexual assault, all those things, zero tolerance, I agree race Karen said racist abuse zero tolerance um and then TSCW said sanction focused behavior policies can be very problematic agreed agreed if you say stuff like oh this sanction must lead to an FTE everything's gray isn't it like you can have the set. you can have racism we know that you can have racism that goes from the spectrum of um insults within a race so I'm talking like a black child on another black child um an Asian child to another Asian child which if done to cause offense is racist, in my opinion, regardless of the fact that you're the same inverted commas race, all the way up to one race to a different race being abhorrently offensive. That's like a spectrum of racism. Do you deal all of it with an FTE? I don't know. I don't have the answer. I'm just posing the questions. (laughs) I'm just posing the questions. So racism is on my list of zero tolerance. The final one on my list, I only had four things on my list. The final one on my list that I think should be zero tolerance is bullying. Thoughts please guys and girls. More do-, and let me, well, do you know what? I either use guys to be gender inclusive, or I should, people, thoughts please people. <laughs> thoughts please people. Bullying, zero tolerance. And again, so remember I'm defining, the, the definition of bullying that I'm using here is already that it's repeated. Already that is deliberate to cause um, harm, um, whether it's emotional harm, physical harm, um, over time, online, blah, blah, blah. Like that's the definite. I'm not talking about just being unkind. I'm talking about bullying. Is that zero tolerance? Is there ever a situation where you can say, Do you know what? Yeah, they bullied them, but we won't exclude them because they have additional needs. Thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I think I think Miss Kato Stem. I corrected myself hopefully just before Miss Kato Stem sent in the the pronoun, um, the inclusive pronoun because I use I use guys and let me not be that person. So that changed the people and then Miss Kato's going go for everyone. I've been very I've been very um very you have to be conscious of it these days. And you need to be no like I'm not that's a good thing. We need to be conscious of it because we've been programmed to use um wraparound terms for people of both sexes so it's about birth sex i'm being very very specific with my language here that are only really male in terms of common as male gender male blah 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 so we need to be conscious of it so i'm being deliberate even when i teach i'm deliberately conscious of making sure i use um inclusive pronouns um but yeah that's just a side note so then, Karen's saying agreed to all races up. Yeah, homophobia. Yeah, sorry, I should have put in homophobia. So I did raise some slash discrimination. So yeah, homophobia agreed zero tolerance, hundred um, percent. And then yeah, Karen's gone. on Anything essentially as protected characteristic in the Equality Act, and she's saying bullying a hundred percent. So anything, and I had to do some. Oh, can I still remember them? I had to I had to create a PowerPoint recently on protected characteristics, and there are nine of them, and I set a task for the kids in that ta- in that kind of tutor session to memorize them. And here's me think when well, I memorize all of them, I th- I'm gonna do it off. I'm gonna, I might feel like I write them down. I might take a little break in the news and make sure I can actually write them. I think I know, I should know all nine. Do you know all nine? Are you a teacher? And do you know all your nine pre- protected characteristics without have to Google them? I think I've got them, but as soon as I start saying them, then that's gonna help you guys out. Cause I know you're racking your brain right now. Karen's ruining it. Right, Karen, pause, pause. So, so yes age is one you've got it's not you've got what you've actually got is you've got sex gender isn't gender in and of itself that phrase gender isn't a protected characteristic the protected characteristic is gender reassignment so you've got you've got sex as kind of birth sex male or female that's a protected characteristic gender reassignment is a protected characteristic. And I think that that difference is quite important because what we're saying is legally, if you identify as a gen, if, you, if you're, I don't know, you're 13, 14, 15, 16, you identify as a gender that's different to your birth sex, but you haven't undergone any kind of medical procedure to, that's the reassignment bit, then it's your, gender identity isn't actually a protected characteristic. And it's weird to think of, that's actually like, you have to look at the nuances of it, that's actually the case. Um, it's only gender reassignment at the moment. Then you have, yeah, disabilities, oh, Karen's pause. Are you pausing for me or pausing because you're thinking of extra categories? Disability is one, um, race is one, beliefs and religion, not just religion, religion and beliefs is one. So we've currently got five, there are four to go. I'm just racking my brain now, I think if I, if I know them. That's one. Um, uh oh, oh, that's one. This makes for great radio listening, I know. Um, uh, I've got three. To, I've got two more to go and I can't remember what they are. In other news, TACW's come back and said, for bullying, if that's the definition, then yes. So I think the definition of repeated, overtime, targeted, meant to cause harm, blah, 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 blah. However, TSCW continues. It is really hard to pick apart as a lot of bullying may not be bullying, but unkind or reciprocal behaviours. I get what you mean. She says it's hard to explain, but I get you. And it could be a minefield to have that zero tolerance on a behaviour system shared with parents. A lot of bullying is hard to get to the bottom of as both sides can often claim to be the victim. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, it's difficult. So, is it too new? Is bullying too nuanced to be zero tolerance? is bullying less clear cut? Do you know what I mean? Like if someone's if someone has picked on someone, but then again with bullying there needs to be like, there needs to be a clear imbalance as well. So if the other person has now reciprocated and is being like equally as unkind back, then it kind of stops being bullying, unless you're saying they're bullying each other. Like, can you even bully? Can you do mutual bullying? Surely that defies the point of, um, surely that defies the point of bullying if you can mutually bully someone. No, if you can mutually bully. Who knows? Um, Karen says less clear cut, but with a yeah, fully yeah, once you go through an investigation process, you need to be certain, you need to have the evidence to say, do you know what? No, 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 no. This is bullying. Normally, for me, for example, when I've had to deal with bullying, or let me just say, when I'm dealing on that spectrum of unkindness all the way up to bullying, I have to make sure I document all my kind of interactions with that child. So I say things like, to the child, I say things like, if even after this conversation, this restorative conversation, this sanction, whether it was maybe like a detention, if after this case, you still go back and unprovokedly, you're unkind again, or you message online harsh words or whatever else, then you're likely to fall into the category of bullying is the words that I use to children all the time. So I kind of, and then I document, this is what I said to the child. So the child was very clear where we are, and if they were to continue even after the intervention and the restoratives and the, the, the kind of like first level sanctions, if they still go back and they still say those words, if they still make that physical contact or push them or shove them or kick them or whatever, if they still do that, then they're falling into a category of bullying. And I'm giving them as much chance as possible to, to reform. So I don't have to call, label them a bully. And I think in all my years, I think I've only maybe labeled, I'm, well, I say labeled, I'm not called them a bully to their face. But I've only ever categorized someone as bullying maybe a handful of times, not many, because usually kids reform when they realize their parents find out that they're being unkind, blah, 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 blah. And I think, yeah, once you, for me, I try to make it really clear. I try to avoid saying, no, you're now, you've now bullied this child. I try to avoid it because often, well, kids are immature, aren't they? And you just, I just expect the best. I hope that they're going to reform and just do the right thing. But it doesn't always happen. And I think in that case, when you've given them all the chances, all the guidance, all the interventions, and they still go back and they're still unkind and they're still messaging and they're still saying these things, then yeah, sorry, mate. Um you're a bully. So yeah, Seema comes back in and says, I agree with TSCW, it's hard to be clear what is unkind or bullying. as surely it's subjective to know how to the, how the person feels too. Yeah, agreed. If the person's not upset by it, have they even been bullied in the first place? I would say no. So yeah, I agree, like it, yeah. You could say the same words to different people and one could be upset and the other one could not be upset. So maybe you've bullied one or not the other, Pfft, who knows. So maybe we're saying that bullying is too nuanced to not be zero tolerance. Do I need to take it off my list? I don't know. Karen's come back in and said, yes, exactly. I will get them to write definitions of bullying, etc., and what bullying actions look like in their own words prior to any bullying. So what Karen's saying is we're going to clarify we we're, we're going to sit down and clarify exactly what bullying is so you know exactly what to avoid. And then if you still go and do that thing then boy you made your bed <laughs> you made you made your bed. Um so yeah I agree I take the same approach I think that's good practice if I'm honest I think that's good practice. Because bullying is so nuanced and we know what parents are like parents are like every ch- every child gets bullied in school so no A lot of parents think their child's being bullied when we as professionals say "Mm, not really they have been someone said unkind things but they said unkind things back and it's not really an imbalance and it has started because they slapped him around the back of the head a little while ago like yeah um it's too nuanced so maybe i might have to put i might have to take bullying off my list which leaves us with only three zero tolerance policies zero tolerance incidents anything sexual harassment abuse anything of kind of race or discrimination to do with protected characteristics And then bringing drugs and weapons into school. Are we leaving it there? Just those three. Bullying can be on the cusp, or bullying, if certain, (laughs) if certain, then zero tolerance. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What we are going to do, we're going to mull it over. We're going to use this time to go for a little break. Because on the other side of this, I'm going to talk about things that I have read teachers say should be zero tolerance, and I'm going to explain why they in my opinion, shouldn't be. That's, and then I'll obviously give, you you can get, you guys also get your chance to say your piece as you have done. So yeah, we got about eight, seven to eight minutes of a break. On the other side of the break, we'll go back into zero tolerance and things that I think maybe shouldn't be zero tolerance that in some schools are. And I hope that you will rejoin me. Well, go get a cup of tea, go have a little break, go have a sip of water, and I'll see you on the other side of these. Thank you for your contributions so far.
0: Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development
2: in bursary. Terms conditions apply. Find out more at stevewoods.co.uk
3: If you're listening to this then we know we share one thing in common, a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are Witherslack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future.
0: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio news with Joe Fox.
3: 95% of Scots back a ban on smoking outside schools in a bid to protect children's health A survey has found. The Glasgow Times reports on the results of a survey by charity Asthma and London UK. The Scotland survey asked 1,000 adults in Scotland with almost 9 in 10 wanting smoking prohibited outside of the school gates. The charity is pressing the Scottish Government to follow the example set by Wales in March 2021 to forbid smoking around playgrounds, schools and other locations used to Children. The Scottish Government spokesman said they would consider proposals and agreed with findings that second hand smoke was more dangerous to children. A number of MSPs have come out in favour of a ban on smoking near places used by children. Noise pollution near schools could be helpful to people's concentration and working memory, according to new research. A study completed in Barcelona over 15 months between 2012 and 2013 appears to conclude that exposure to road. At school was associated with slower development of working memory and attentiveness in pupils. The Evening Standard reports on the findings and suggests that environmental noise policies be put in place to protect schools from noise pollution. Professor Trevor Cox of the Science and Media Centre said that the fact that good traffic noise harms health and well being is not talked about often enough. In Northern Ireland, people at Brooklyn Primary School received some royal messages as part of the celebration for the jubilee. Dame-Judy Dent appears on a video posted on the school website, while Sir David Jason sent a letter which was read out on the same video. In Dubai, GEMS Education has launched a new scholarship programme in celebration of Queen Elizabeth II's Platinum Jubilee. A total of 70 scholarships will be awarded each, covering the full cost of a year's tuition fee to students across 43 GEMS schools. GEMS Education is the UAE's oldest and largest school operator. New post-Brexit visa scheme, launched this week with the best graduates from the top 50 non-British universities who like to live in the UK, has been criticised for not including those from African or Caribbean countries. The most recent list of eligible universities is from 2021. The ranking system used to define which is a top university includes the number of alumni who are Nobel laureates. Critics say this ignores the qualities and skills of graduates from nations within Africa. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio weekend news with Jo Fox.
0: This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio.
2: Hello, this week I'm going to talk about spreadsheet modelling. Spreadsheets are Marmite. You either love them or you hate them. This week I hope to help you see a reason to include them in your next lesson or even to spice up a form time. What is technology? It's anything that helps us in life. For example, scissors, cutlery, even A paper straw. Let's take a look at the good old paper straw. Build as an environmental hero, it's time for the spreadsheet to model some facts about paper straws. Before I begin, I totally get the paper straws are better for the environment than plastic. This episode's about looking deeper into topics at pace using the all-powerful spreadsheet to provide high speed and sometimes complex calculations. With a trusty search engine by my side, here I go into what is the true cost. a paper straw okay the first answer to produce a paper straw costs a penny now how about how many paper straws are used in a year the us use five million per day europe a mere seven million per day how many trees is that right a typical straw weighs 1.1 grams so times seven million is seven million seven hundred thousand grams divided by a thousand is seven thousand seven hundred kilograms divided by a thousand again is seven point seven tons back to the search engine It takes 24 trees to make one ton of paper, so 185 trees rounded to the nearest tree. It takes eight trees to provide enough oxygen for one person for a year, so each day we kill enough trees to keep 23 people alive for a year for the sake of a paper straw. Let's take a quick step back. 185 trees per day times 365 days is 67,452 trees per year. That can keep 8,431 people alive. In a densely packed forest, that's around one kilometre square of trees. It takes on average 15 years for a tree to grow to be used for paper. People of Europe are spending 27830000 per year on paper straws. That's £76,246 a day. If you listen to this on Friday, Since Monday, 925 trees have been used for a one use purpose. Now, with the power of the mighty spreadsheet and a few questions, I'll be leaving that straw behind and drinking from the cup. Do you want to add to my argument or even challenge it? Want to get in touch on the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed? Follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech.
0: Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Live from London, this is the Sunday Lunch
1: with Khalil Rouse on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello and welcome back to The Sunday Lunch Show with me, Khalil Rouse, on Teachers Talk Radio. It is now 1.55 on the 5th of June, and we've been talking about, well, I've been talking about random stuff to begin with. Then we started talking about zero tolerance. So far, we've discussed the incidents that should be zero tolerance or met with zero tolerance. And now about to discuss, in my opinion, the incidents that maybe shouldn't. Live from London...
0: This is the Sunday Lunch with Khalil Rouse on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live on the Podbean app or desktop player. Just head over to www.podbean.com lsw ttradio or search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag ttradio.
1: Hello and welcome back. Thanks for everyone that was interacting in that first half of the show. Thanks for everyone that's liked it, shared it, whatever else, much appreciated, man, much appreciated. Um, Those of you that have just, if you've joined and you have no idea what's going on, or you're just tuned in, we've been talking about zero tolerance. And as a reminder, we, or I, with the agreement of the people in the room, defined a zero tolerance approach as being one where the infringement, the infraction, the incident, the conduct, has to be met with some form of exclusion whether that's internal up to external up to permanent so some form of exclusion because we know that's obviously the highest level of sanction to what our disposal so i originally said detentions but i'm just gonna i think it's easier to talk about exclusions so up to now we decided as a collective guided by me we decided that the following should be met with zero tolerance in schools, which means regardless of circumstance, regardless of specific student need, regardless of context, regardless of everything, if there's been sexual harassment, assault or abuse, if there's been racism or discrimination of to do with any kind of protected characteristic, if they brought drugs or weapons into school, or if there's been a certain case of bullying post-investigation and whatever else, then we're saying yes zero tolerance there's no room for adjustments no specific context can be taken into account essentially if you've done it if you've done the crime you get the time essentially so on the flip side of this and the reason why this all came about as a show is because people have been banding about the phrase zero tolerance for things in schools that me personally when i think about i'm thinking nah According to our definition of zero tolerance, I don't think you should have zero tolerance for these infringements. The first one that cropped up on Twitter when I was doing some research and what perked my interest was someone tweeted that they want zero tolerance for rudeness to staff. I'll say it again for the people at the back. They said they want zero tolerance for rudeness to staff. Now, let me preface and caveat, whatever you want to call this, with... What I'm about to say. Just because I'm of the opinion that it shouldn't be zero tolerance or met with a zero tolerance approach, doesn't mean I'm approving of it. It just means I think it's not cut and dry enough to be something that you can say, yep, yeah, you've got to always exclude a child if they're rude to stuff. And that includes, don't be real about this, that I'm gonna be honest, that includes swearing at stuff. I was talking about verbal, verbal disrespect of stuff in some shape or form. Do I think it should be challenged? 100%. Do I think it should be sanctioned? 100%? Well, yeah, yeah, 100%. It should be, no, sorry. Do I think it should be challenged? 100%. Do I think it should be sanctioned? 99%. Do I think it should be met with, always met with some form of exclusion? No. And this is why I think, this is why, this is why, this is why. When you think of the situations, where children end up being rude to staff or swearing at teachers, blah, 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 blah. Is it always the case that you that the child has consciously and deliberately in a sound way and been sound of mind said, you know what? I am going to be deliberately rude and I'm gonna swear, I'm gonna cuss out this staff member. Is that the case all the time? Hopefully you guys are thinking the same as me, which is no, I don't think it is the case all the time. If a child has obviously deliberately said, deliberately of sound mind said, you know what? I'm gonna swear at this teacher, I'm gonna disrespect them in front of the whole class or wherever or outside the class. I'm gonna be rude to them deliberately and I'm, I'm of sound mind, then hell yeah, exclude. <laughs> like, hell yeah. But in my experience, often rudeness to staff is born out of more commonly a child that's in a state of dysregulation because of something that's either happened prior or some injustice that they believe they're experiencing. And they end up spiraling into a state of emotional dysregulation where their mouth and their words run away with them. And I don't think that's the same situation, which is why I'm saying two kids could say the same words to a staff member, one could be of sound mind, the other could be in a, in a state of emotional dysregulation because of either additional need or because of something that's happened prior or whatever else and they just their mouth has run away with them in the moment. I don't feel like those two situations are the same. I don't think that you should be excluding both children in the same way. And I've seen six messages in the chat. So I'm very intrigued to see what people think about this. That's my thinking on it, which is why I'm saying you can't have zero tolerance for rudeness to stuff. Let's have a scroll down. <laughs> Let's see what people are saying. Um, oh, so what we've got is Karen has said, mmm, exclusion. Mm, also, it's subjective. <laughs> That's yeah. Oh. TSCW said they FTE for swearing. So as in, we're talking like deliberate. Okay, then she's, she's um, blah, blah, blah. wow, I've lost all my words. She's elaborated and said, the swearing has to be directed at the staff member, not sworn as part of a huff or walking off. Like a, an FFS, if you know what I'm talking about. Like, ah, oh, FFS, for example. Maybe that's not. But then what if you say FFS whilst making eye contact with the staff member? Like, where does... Ugh, ugh. Um, Karen said, what's rude? Well, exactly, Karen said, What's rude? I mean, kids are rude, even if they don't say please and thank you to me. So um, she said, rude event, yes, but rudeness, no. And now she's trying to make a sentence make sense. Please, please do your best, Karen. Um, uh, So TSW said, "Fixed." so all swearing at a staff member must be fixed term excluded. Even if the child has an additional need, my question to you goes to TSW, if the child has some form of autism, if the child's got um, diagnosed with, I don't know, ADHD, for example, Tourette's. Let's go further. You telling me they're going to FTE a child that's got a diagnosis of Tourette's for swearing at a member of staff? If the answer is yes, then yes, that sounds like a zero tolerance policy. I just wonder. Oh, now she's saying nope, so then it's not zero tolerance. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So, like, if if the that's that's the whole point. Like, that's why I'm saying it can't be zero tolerance. Because I feel like swearing at teachers, rudeness to staff, disrespect—the kids that often display these behaviours are either they they're, they're challenging or troubled, or they're they're often like, I don't know they've been sometimes been through traumatic experiences. Sometimes they have special education needs, disabilities. Sometimes they're neurodiverse. Sometimes they're autistic. It's because if you if your school's saying ah no we wouldn't we wouldn't FTE them in that case well then obviously it's not zero tolerance then, which is fine, that's fine. But there are people that say no, zero tolerance for rudeness to staff. I'm saying, mm, not according to my definition, no. Tom Rogers, welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. I can sing better than that, that sounded awful. Um, and it wasn't even singing. I, I feel like doing it proper to, to, to restore your faith in my vocal abilities. Tom Rogers, he's he's come at a good time. I feel like Tom Rogers is, is, is Might have an opinion on this tom we're talking about zero tolerance mate and (laughs) we're talking about zero tolerance and so far the definition that we've used is if you have a zero tolerance approach to something it means regardless of context regardless of circumstance regardless of additional need if a young person commits x then they must be excluded either internally fte or permanent that's how we've defined zero tolerance. Up to now, we've said it includes, as far as we're concerned, well, me plus the people in the room, sexual harassment, assault, abuse, and etc. that kind of category, racism, discrimination, homophobia, that kind of category, bringing drugs or weapons into school. And also the final one we said was bullying. And we're talking like really precise post-investigation, rigorous investigation, continued unkindness, targeted, blah, 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 bullying, zero tolerance. What I'm now asking is, um, people on Twitter have said things like, schools need to have zero tolerance for rudeness to stuff. So that could be, I'm interpreting that to mean swearing at staff, disrespect to staff, cussing staff, blah, 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 blah. My argument is, yes, we always need to challenge. Yes, we always need to make sure as kids know we don't stand for it, but, I don't think it can be met with zero tolerance. I don't think every instant and in every instance of rudeness to staff should result in a child being excluded because I feel often there are too many factors at play that may have led to the rudeness to staff. I think if it's cut and dry, if the child has sworn at a member of staff when they're of a sound mind, when they're thinking clearly, when they just want to cuss a teacher and they want to tell them to whatever and do one. Then cool, exclude. But if the child has an additional need that influences how they interact with adults, if a child's already in an emotional state of dysregulation, they're going, they're they're in like crisis mode, and then they swear at a member of staff. I don't think it's fair to then say, oh, zero tolerance of swearing at staff. You're now also excluded. Hence why I'm saying yes, we should always challenge. Yes, we should. We should nine times out of ten probably exclude them. But I think because there's a one out of 10 chance that we shouldn't, in terms of being fair, it means we can't say it's zero tolerance. Well, no, we can't have a zero tolerance to rudeness to stuff. And scene. That's my piece on it. I don't know how people think what people, at the moment we've got. So uh, Karen's saying sometimes because that's how they carry on at home. I don't think, yeah, if they carry on at home like that, that doesn't mean it's, just because they swear at their parents, doesn't mean we should be like, ah, they swear at their parents. So it's fine for them to swear at us. I don't think that's enough of the, of a reasonable adjustment personally, just because they've normalized telling their parents to F off doesn't mean we should expect, we should accept them doing it. Like sound, I keep saying sound mind, like looking at us in the face, eye contact, swearing at us. We shouldn't stand for that just because they swear at their parents. Um, Seema said that she agreed, especially based on the definition of zero tolerance. She said she, I think she agreed with the fact that it shouldn't be zero tolerance. She said she deals with adults who are rude, wish she could exclude them, mate, you and me both. TSCW said, "Unless staff are fully trained, you can't you can't zero tolerance it. Sometimes people forget they are the adult and don't step back when a child is clearly in emotional stress and even push their buttons. Hundred percent, I've seen that, and it hurts my heart. Hurts my heart when when you look at the, You're in my head. I'm like, you need to like the child is not ready for this conversation. <laughs> the child is not ready. Stop, stop before you wire them out further, and then the child ends up going to a state of explosion." And now we're saying, oh, sorry, zero tolerance for swearing. you got to go. So, yeah, Tom, so as I said, did you not listen to my definition? I defined my terms at the beginning when you joined. So I said, Mr. Rogers, that zero tolerance, as far as we're concerned in this room, means some form of exclusion. So that's the spectrum from internal up to permanent. FTE in the middle. So that's how we've defined it. Pay attention, please. Zero <laughs> Steven says we should have a zero tolerance on poor listening skills. 100 percent 100 percent I agree. Because I've I've explained it and I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he was, I don't know. I feel like Tom Rogers had a fidget toy in school. No disrespect, but I feel like do you have a, if we had fidget toys, do you have a fidget toy? I feel like you'd have one. Do you know the one's like a like a spinner. I feel like you'd need one of those in lessons, Mr. Rogers. I don't know why, I just. I feel, like it. I feel like you just need that to keep you, keep you nice and focused. Anywho, so yeah, so then Tom Rogers has said, in which case he's not zero tolerance on rudeness. I agree. I agree. Here's the next one. See what you guys think about this. The next one, and I, I, I didn't, I was toying between the words to use and I went with violence. I didn't go for fighting. I went with violence. Can you have a zero tolerance rule on violence? not fighting because i feel like there's a there's i feel like when you say fighting it implies two sides both aggressive they're fighting they had a fight i'm thinking about violence without me going on are we zero tolerance for violence or not zero tolerance for violence so we're saying if you're violent in school you must be excluded in some shape or form whether that's internal or external the clock is ticking oh wait copyright infringement if i don't say what that was are we gonna be okay um mr rogers it was i didn't also i didn't even finish the song so um so it's fine uh tacw has written a little bit earlier she said this isn't swearing but our staff want zero tolerance for mobile phones and we do give it in that, okay, so if the I'm assuming this is if the phone's found on them maybe or gone off. They take them for the day to the office. However, then in briefing and in like departmental time, a handful of sat on their phones, liking posts on social media. At least kids tried to actually hide their phones under the desks. Um, so then this this has popped up in TACW's mind because of something that Seema said. She said she'd rather take the phone for the lesson, add it to class charts, but then obviously it shows what pattern, then it's up to the day and well, you can take it to the day and then parents quit. I'll talk about phones in a little bit. I wanna see what people said about the uh, the violence bit. Um, TSCW, so Seema said zero tolerance. Zero tolerance, she said with an exclamation mark. TSCW said, again, it depends. If it depends and it's not zero tolerance, let's just end it there. Do you know what I mean? Like, just, like if you say it depends and it's not zero tolerance. TSCW said, I've had a child punch walls and doors, but it's been an emotional meltdown. It was how they coped, the greed. I've got the same. Same, we've got a child who, yeah, just kicks everything. And we know that's been the case since primary school. Um, Karen said, again, depends on the context. If it depends on context, then it's not zero tolerance. Remember what we said, when we talk about racism and discrimination, none of you guys said, none of you people, sorry, none of you people said it depends on the context. You can't have generally zero tolerance. <laughs> like, that's, you, can't, you can't have generally zero tolerance. Oh, we're zero tolerance on Mondays, but... Ah. If it's Wicked Wednesdays, then we'll allow it. Like, it's not, that's not how it works. um So, if it depends on context, surely it's not zero tolerance, then. Karen says, towards someone, yes. So, violence towards someone. What if it's in self defense? Here's my, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to throw it out there. Like, and then Tom says, totally contextual, isn't it, on violence? Well, then, yes, yeah, so it's not zero tolerance certainly be leaning more towards zero tolerance of violence agreed but then my question becomes what about self-defense because what you often have and i've always thought this is unfair personally is someone's gone up to someone and there is a gray area of course when self-defense just turns into retaliation um someone's gone up to someone like out of nowhere they've had a beef from verbal before they've had that was an awful sentence they've had a verbal beef that's been going on for a while one child has been a clear instigator of the violence. They've gone up to the child in the playground, unprovoked, and boof, box them in their face. Then they've continued to ch- like pound on them, essentially. The other child has then defended themselves, but I don't know, pushing the child away and punching them. If that was the end of the spat, in terms of, that's the end of the beef, v- v- in terms of the violent aspect, do you think both children should be excluded? Because I know where I stand. I'll reiterate, I'll go back over the facts. So as I said, child A has completely, 100% instigated the violence. We've seen it on camera, unprovoked. There's been none of this kind of like, oh, after school, me and you, on it, on it, bang in your face. None of that was happening. Com- like the violence was one-sided in terms of instigated. When the violence was instigated and then clearly the child was like, punched him in the face, had him on the ground, the child, the victim at the time, has an, I don't know, pushed the child off them, punched them maybe once, then the thing got broken up and stopped. Should both children, under a zero-tolerance policy to violence, both children would be excluded. Do we think that's fair? I know where I stand. I don't know where you, where you lot stand as well. A lot of messages in the chat. Let's see. I'm posing some questions on a Sunday. Sunday thoughts, Sunday musings. Um Seema earlier asked me to define what violence means. I've said, that's what I'm saying. Like I've, I've made it broad for a reason. Karen went on to say damage to property through violence context. Then Karen saying no to zero tolerance, except on Wicked, <laughs> except on Wicked Wednesdays. Um, TSCW said self-defense can go internal, aggressors external. Okay, interesting. So we're saying they need to be punished for defending themselves, even though it's completely reasonable. Because legally, in a court of law, and I did a law degree, so I know this stuff, in a court of law, self-defense is a defense. It's an absolute defense, which means the per- the person that has been found to have defended themselves reasonably without doing anything extra, because you know how self-defense can then turn into, I'm just gonna beat you up instead now, that's different. But legally speaking, self-defense is a defense, which means no sanction, no punishment. So why do we not apply that in school? I'm 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 because I'm I for me, if it's actually self-defense, I don't think they should get in any trouble at all. Cause what do you expect them to do? Just get beaten up and do nothing about it? If they push him off and hit him once and the other guys hit him 15 times, and then he gets broken up, they've literally just defended themselves, I'm genuinely of the opinion that they shouldn't get anything. Oh, Oh, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Um, Tom Rogers agreed with TSCW about self-defense being internal, but aggressors external. Everyone's now just talking about Wicked Wednesdays. <laughs> we just talking about Wicked Wednesdays. Um Seema said Wicked Wednesday should be a bank holiday. Mate, we need more bank holidays anyway. Um TSCW's in for Wicked Wednesdays. Karen said, okay, she had this in school herself. Oh, I see, right. So I think what you can Karen, you're in beef. Oh no. So Karen had this, I think, when she was at school. Karen didn't get excluded. So I think Karen was the person that defended themselves and the other person did get excluded. Seema's then saying self-defense wouldn't be classed as violence. Well, of course, what if you punch someone, you're being violent, aren't you? You're being, you acted violently in self-defense because violence is using physical actions that could in either intend or recklessly cause harm. I don't know, I've just defined violence without I don't know what violence is. Like violence is what? Physical acts that are either intended to cause harm or were reckless enough to cause harm. I don't know, something like that. So I would class self-defense as violence if you punch him in the face, in defense and nothing more. Um, TSCW says, it still brings a school into disrepute. I get that, I get what you mean self-defense turns into fight often yeah but i I remember the scenario i spoke about it didn't it got broken up but i get you obviously self-defense turns into like i'm just going to beat you up instead now i get that i know what you mean um but i deliberately had a scenario where it didn't lead to that so tsw said self-defense isn't being violent it's pushing them off yeah if well yeah if you push them off cool but put this way put this way because legally again it's all about what's reasonable and the amount of force that you use to defend yourself should not be more than the, either the force being used on you, the force has been threatened to be used on you. So by that, I mean, if the, if the aggressor is trying to punch you and you push them away and that's all you do, then you've acted reasonably, you've acted in self-defense. If the person's punching you and you've punched them back, obviously it gets a bit more nuanced. Did you have to punch them back? Was it reasonable to punch them back or could you just push them away? That's where it gets a bit, that's where it gets a bit dodgy. But if you often, if you use less force than what they were doing to you in order to defend yourself, then you've acted in self-defense. So then here what I'm saying: if someone comes at you with a knife, for example, and you punch them in the face while they were trying to stab you, you again have acted reasonably in self-defense. Because you've responded with a, a level of force that is lower than the threat. If they come at you with a knife and you just stab them instead, then mm, don't sound like self-defense to me. Just sounds like you've actually just retaliated and. So that's that's where the things come in. That's where it gets a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then Seamus saying, but self-defense isn't intended to cause harm. I get what you mean. Okay, I get it. I get I get what you're saying. When you're defending yourself, do you intend to harm them? Well, yeah, someone's come out with a knife and I punch them in the face, I'm trying to stop them from stabbing me, so I want to hurt them. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying just push them away. Oh, I'm just gonna push you. No, I'm gonna punch in the face because you're trying to stab me. I've been violent, but in order to prevent a greater harm to myself. So I've defended myself. Oh, it's all nuanced today. Who was expecting this? Um, Tsew said, yes, but then don't keep kicking them when they're on the floor. Agreed, 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 agreed. I know, I know. <laughs> Karen's trying to wrap this one up because we talked about, it. well, I don't know. I don't know if we agree. Maybe because we're disagreeing so much that violence, like bullying, also like bullying is too nuanced for zero tolerance. I think, yeah, I think violence is not zero tolerance. In summary, I know Karen's just trying to wrap it up and talk about it for a while. I pre- but listen, I've tried to make i've I've managed to talk for like an hour and twenty minutes. I don't know how I do this. I, I don't know how I do this, but it's it's more thanks to you lot for inter- interacting with me. So I appreciate it because if you stopped interacting, boy, this would be a a boring show. Anyway, so. Violence was saying no zero tolerance. Next one, and this comes up in schools. I've heard in a school from a colleague that I a colleague, well, a friend of mine that works in other school, that they have zero tolerance in terms of silence. So this is in a, in a mate of mine's school, they've got like a zero tolerance approach to silence in the corridor. Zero tolerance. And I'm like, so you're telling me? Obviously, I think what they mean in, first of all, I'm saying, hold on. So currently, you're, are you saying you're gonna exclude people? They say, no, of course not, but they must always be sanctioned if they make noise or talk in the corridor, regardless of circumstance. I said, huh hmm, that sounds like a sticky one to me. So if you if a school says zero tolerance for silence, first of all, I don't think they're using the same definition as us. I think they just mean that regardless of what happened before, if you speak on the corridor, you will get sanctioned whether it's a detention or ever I don't know what sanction they have in these schools but they will have some sort of sanction and I I that doesn't sit well with me personally A zero so no situation where you think a child could be speaking on a corridor and it would be absolutely reasonable because I don't know someone's beating them up um <laughs> someone's beating them up for example sure's you know really funny I can't say what's really funny tscw has been laughing at the um, (laughs) tscw's laughing in the comments she put a whole bunch of laughing faces and dead emojis um and then she's then put um two emojis after one is of an equestrian animal i think that's the right word and the other one is an emoji of feces and i will leave you to discern the meaning behind the emojis. Um, She said, that's equestrian feces, is what uh, TACW has said in the chat. And Seema agrees. Now, listen, I work in a school with silent corridors, um, but I've never championed um, zero tolerance on silence in the corridors, because there are some times where, first of all, if a teacher speaks to a student and the student responds, then they're speaking in the corridor. So it can't be, you can't say zero zero, zero tolerance on silence because you're happy for them to communicate so as soon as that's as soon as you've got yeah you can't talk in the corridor unless well then it's not zero tolerance anymore but i know there are schools where they say na 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 zero tolerance so i would hope in those schools that teachers don't talk in the corridor for example do you know i mean like i would hope that if you're going to tell kids these corridors must be silent then i would hope teachers don't speak on them because you can't have teachers just in the middle of the corridor having a big old conversation while the kids are expected to walk down in silence when the corridor's not even silent in the first place. I don't think that's right, personally. So in a school with silent corridors, I would expect, if you're going to be militant on it, I'd expect that teachers um, teachers don't talk either, unless it's absolutely necessary. TSCW says, we aim for silence in the in the exam hall, and we have zero tolerance on that. Yeah, that's a thing, zero tolerance. Exam hall, I think you have to be, don't you? But then again, it's unless you're speaking to an examiner, aren't you? So zero tolerance for speaking in an exam hall unless you're speaking to an examiner or what are they called? Um, Invigilators. That's the only reason. Apart from that, there's no other reason. So my question comes, so for example, like this is what happens on the corridors. Someone's, I don't know, pushed into someone else because they're an idiot. And the other person's turn up and be like, what are you doing, man? Leave me alone. So are we gonna now sanction both, the person that did the pushing and the person that spoke in the corridor? I feel like it's unfair, personally. Same in the exam hall, like imagine you're in the exam hall and someone flings a pen at another person's head and it hits them, they go, how oh, are we doing? So are we gonna now sanction a person for speaking and sanction the person that threw the pen? Because I, again, feel that's unfair. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, t- no, see, <laughs> uh, someone's calling in. I don't know who you are. You've just joined. I always get. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I always get skeptical. V H V T Y H Y Y S W. Just join the studio. Message into the chat what you'd like to speak about. I only say this because and no no disrespect. In a couple of shows a while ago, I don't know how many people in the studio were. In there. When someone joined the room and then just randomly started calling in, they were very offensive. And I don't think that's you. I don't think you're that person, VT. Why? But just message in the chat what you'd like to speak about, and I'll get you on straight away. I just need to vet you first. I <laughs> just want to vet you first. Because the last time someone joined, I let them in, they would end up being very offensive. And I've got a zero tolerance to being offensive on Podbean. In the theme of the show. So message in the chat, be more than happy to have you on. More than happy to have you on. Just let me know. Um, so then, yeah. So TSCW said, "Oh yeah, forgot about that." And then I think she's talking about when someone done something, someone someone's like pushed someone else, and now they've responded by speaking. Are you going to sanction them for speaking? Is my question. So then TSW said, "Yeah, zero tolerance is not really possible on silence in any situation." I agree. I agree. I've, I might even do a show on silence because I feel like we set ourselves up for difficult situations when we enforce silence. I'm not saying don't try to get kids to work silently. But at the same time, when no one teaches, myself included, you make that kind of say, that sentence, no talking for any reason. From this moment on, it's independent work for 15 minutes. Don't want to hear a peep out of any of you. If you speak, you'll get a sanction, or whatever else. But as soon as you say that zero tolerance statement, you're setting yourself up for a problem. Because if someone has slapped someone in the back of the head and the other person turns around and says, what are you doing, man? According to your rule, you'd have to sanction both. Well, actually technically, if you didn't see the slap, then you can't even sanction the person that slapped. You only sanction the person that responded and be like, "No, oh, and you spoken, I said you can't speak. And then you're setting yourself up for a world of issues. So we need to be very careful how we say things to kids. Cause you know, like as teachers, you gotta, you gotta be a person of your word, haven't you, I guess. So you need to make sure your word is something that you can definitely uphold. <laughs> I try to avoid making those absolute statements of like, any noise for any reason. Will be a detention after school. Because there's there could be a scenario where I'm not gonna I'm not gonna adhere to it because I think it was perfectly reasonable for you to say ow when someone kicked you in the leg. Do you know what I mean? Anywho, um, Seema was talking about a good shot. I think that was the pen or the pencil in the exam hall. Um TSCW said if it's a good shot, then they may get a cheer. That's happened before. Oh, my word. I've had that in the exam hall in a previous school. That was a problem. Um tscw said i love a random rambling caller though minus offensive comments agreed but notice the person that i asked to comment didn't actually comment so that that usually tells you that they weren't coming they weren't joining to actually contribute they were joining just see what's going on in the room um tscw said it's good to expect silence for gold zone activities i've got no idea what you're talking about gold zone i'm assuming that means independent Show me, show me your best activities, potentially. But never set you up for a fool. Never set yourself up for a fool. I agree. I think I think you set the expectation, independent work. And then that means you shouldn't be speaking at all. You shouldn't be speaking to get assistance from anyone. If there's an issue, you raise your hand, those kind of things. Like, I think you just kind of teach them how to respond in those situations. Um, but I don't think you should make these statements of like any noise for whatever reason should will be a detention or whatever. That's I think that's set yourself up for all manner of difficulties. Oh, wow, we've got two minutes to go. The last one on my list, by the way, for where I think you can't have zero tolerance either is persistent disruption. And the reason why I said you can't have zero tolerance for that, and I think this is, and, Tom, and I was listening to um, Twitter spaces earlier with Tom Hopkins Burke, because um, he was talking about persistent disruption. And he was saying how it's like the number one reason statistically given for why kids get excluded, and eventually maybe permanently excluded after being persistently disruptive. Zero tolerance on anyone that's persistently disruptive. And what all I will say to round off the show is I understand why you would eventually exclude a child if they continue to disrupt learning of others. I get that. But all I'll say is, persistent disruption usually, usually has some sort of underlying cause, or maybe an SEND, that you should at least try to address and solve before you then just go down this ever escalating, punitive sanction route. That's all I'll say on the matter. I think if you can evidence that you are trying, if you've made the referrals, if you've tried to like, ident- if you've identified the, the the need here or the root cause of it, if you've moved them, if you've che- done all these different kinds of things like move their class or, change their educational setting within the school, reduce their timetable if they clearly can't cope in lesson after lesson after lesson, for example. As soon as, if you've made all these adjustments and even then, yeah, they're still just ruining the educational opportunities for, well, for a large proportion of their cohort, then yeah, cool. But I think if you just have, if you have a kid that's disruptive continually and you haven't even done anything to try and solve the problem, you're just excluding them time and time again, that zero tolerance can't run in my books, personally speaking. That's my two cents on it. Um, and I think to round that off, I think TSCW said, and with that, the nail has been hit off the head. You have to teach children how to behave in life and in an organisation. That should be the focus, not sanctions. Yeah, do you know what? I have I was tweeting, and I feel like every time someone messes something, I, I've, I've got so many tweets saved in my drafts. And one of them is like, I, for me, sanctions for me are always like the last resort. And I mean, it's the last resort after I've tried to get them to do the right thing. I feel like when I give a sanction, it's literally me saying to the charge, you know what, I have tried, <laughs> you know I've tried, I know you, you know I've tried, I know I've tried, and you're still just not, I've moved you, I've done this, I've spoken to you outside, blah, 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 blah and you've come back, you've still done the wrong thing. Sorry, we're now at sanction territory, I pull it like, I've tried. And I feel like that should be the aim of schools when it comes to kind of pastoral stuff. Either way, thank you guys. We've reached the end of the I always find, I always wonder I can, if I can ramble for an hour and a half and I've managed it. Again, thanks to everyone that has kind of contributed. Um, put all the messages in the chat. Shout out to you guys as always. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I should be back next week. Um, what I'm talking about, who knows? I'll find out. Might even have a guest to, um, to, to bounce off. I think someone in, uh, Karen's still not called in. Karen's still not been a guest. Um, nuance, Oh, hold on! What is the word? Nuance or nuisance? TSCW said word of the day: nuisance. I think she meant nuance. Wicked Wednesday nuances. That we did. Th- everything is nuance, isn't it? Everything's nuance. Either way, thank you very much. If you've been listening on catch up, I appreciate it. This has been pastoral CPD. If you've enjoyed pastoral CPD, there are umpteen other pastoral CPDs. Did um, and there's also if it's your first time listening to Teacher Talk Radio, there are a plethora of shows on Teacher Talk Radio. And if you want to find out more you head to ttradio.org or you follow us on twitter at tt radio 2022 um, and you'll find shows to tickle everyone's teacher-based fancy yeah um in terms of shows also coming on today up after me at five o'clock you've got the sunday afternoon show um with more than that starts at five and then there's also sunday late show with rich which starts at eight Yes, yeah, so if you want to round off your, you want to keep your TT radio, your Sunday TT radio, then you know where to stay. Thank you, everyone, for being part of today's show. I should be back next week with another pastoral CPD, and I am out of here.
0: You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at TTRadio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.